Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, and to my left is Ranger, and across the table from Ranger is Vance. I'm back. You are. This is it's, nice. It's been a while. It is. In studio, it's nice. It is nice because. You must not be fishing today, huh, Vance? No, I fish. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, I know you did. <laughs> and with you're just traveling a lot. Yeah. These new tires again. Ooh, yeah. So, anyways, we got Vance here, so that means we got a free telephone. And on the phone, we have Paul Frischario from Boschad, and we have Todd Young. Which, if you guys can recognize voices, Todd has already spoken up. Mm-hmm. So, um, this podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, FattyZMuskie.com. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and Jerkbait, Soft Plastics, uh, Glide Baits, Rod Holders, Project X. Uh, I'm not going to go too crazy today, but the uh, I just wanted to bring this up. Our last show, which was just a, we recorded a couple days ago, we, we did a whole one on Project X. And last night when I was talking to Vance, I got an email, I'll make this quick, with a screenshot of the video that we had on Facebook, but it was on Instagram. So I followed the trail, and we pulled it up, and um, an Instagram account from Denmark had the video on it, and when I looked at it, it had 208,000 views. Wow. And I sent them a message saying, you know, I, I don't care that they took it. You know, mm-hmm. that's fine. They, they credited us for it, um, but they are doing better than our Facebook post was yeah, definitely. at 208, yeah. so... That was 24 hours ago, roughly, so it could be more, but that's still like 350,000 views of mm-hmm. that 14-second video that Vance made. So, anyways, that's the viral thing still going on. But anyways, fr- from there, I'll, I'll let the uh, the guides talk a little bit. Yeah. Todd, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of me. That's my email message. Just look up Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Vance and I are going to be fishing through November here, and... Uh, still got lots of open dates for september october you know my 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 schedule's filling up and it's kind of the way we do it i get filled up and we get them over to vance you're not missing out going with vance believe me uh you know get a hold of us we'll get you out here we want to fill september october up and uh we're getting fish we're getting fish every day so you know get a hold of us get some big ones we get some little ones we get lots of them and some days we don't get too many that's musky fishing but uh We'll do our best to get you on some fish. Casting, trolling, doesn't matter. Perfect. St. Croix Rods. Um, you heard it for a long time from us. If you're looking for a rod, check them out. Um, they got a nice website. They have many, many fishing rods from little rinky-dink ice fishing rods up to high-end fly fishing rods, surf rods, trolling rods, bass rods, any of that stuff. So check them out. Great, mostly made in America. Great warranty, great people. Thank you, St. Croix. Now that takes us to Boschad. So let's see here. Paul, do you want to start with a little bit, or do you want me to say where you can get them from the get-go? Yeah, go ahead, and I'll I'll come in. Okay. (laughs) All right. So if you're looking for a really nice trolling bait, Vance, if you're looking for a trolling bait, Mm Mm-hmm. Would you look for a bait that would catch fish? Absolutely. All right. Do you think Bosch ads catch fish? They're proven. They're proven. All right. Well, if you were looking for this bait, would you want to walk into a store and find them? That'd be nice. Well, you're in luck. 
In Ravenna, Ohio, there's a place called Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They have... <laughs> See, Paul, you should have done this. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As I kept going, I'm just like watching bands turn red. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. <laughs> Check them out. Brick and mortar. You can go Ravina. in there. Ravenna. <laughs> Ravenna, Ohio. We still joke about that. But, yeah, you can go in there. And if the name is correct, you can go in there by Boshad's Beer and Bullets. You can. Oh, God. I have never been in there. But you can go there. But if, you, if you're if you not around that area, you can hop on their website. They have a nice little store set up. You can buy the Boshads right from them. You can walk in. You can buy them if you're around. You can also go and boshad.com and i recently seen you're going to be like ending or merging your facebook pages i don't know yet okay he's up I in the think, air i was thinking about it but people are saying no leave it alone you know okay well you can find him on facebook do some searches and you'll uh you can find possibly two or maybe one boshad page so with well all, the one's private so well then, how do you be, how true. do you become part of the group? I don't. You have to <laughs> be invited, I guess, <laughs> to get initiated. That's why. It's hard. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of hazing. Little, I don't know. I was there's just about to say, day. what's yeah. what do you have to do <laughs> to get in? There's a ton of hazing. It's a brother. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a page, but then there's another private page. I was thinking about just getting rid of it because everything I put on there, I put on my page anyhow. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I hear you. Check out Boss Shads. We got four on them yesterday. Great little shad bait. Unique action. Trigger strikes. I have not, we have not had a guy get a first muskie on a Boss Shad in my boat for like four hours now. I can't what believe it. What time is it? it? 9.30? <laughs> 4.30? Five hours. Nice. It, happened, hours. it happened about five hours ago, but. <sighs> You've had a lot of first uh, muskies on those this year. Vance and I catch people a lot of people their first muskies we tend to take a lot of the people we take out are not musky fishermen they're guys looking for a muskie and uh yeah we yeah. got one at four four thirty today uh did an afternoon trip with somebody and they got their first one on a on a boss I know, shed i know another guy that got one uh his first muskie on a boss shed today too oh cool. who's that uh mark from mark's bait and tackle bought a little boat and, and he knows nothing about musky fishing. And well, he knows he, something. He knows to keep Bosch ads in that store. Well, he's never he's never fished for musky in his life, and he put a rod holder on and took one off the shelf. And he called me all excited. In ten minutes, he caught his first musky, a thirty-eight incher. <laughs> Beautiful. Did uh, you know if he paid for it or not, or did he just take it from the store? I don't know, but he better have paid. (laughs) (laughs) Prepaid. That's right. That's a scratch and dent right there. Yeah, he was all excited. You can hear him breathing heavy, you know, the whole... (laughs) So who knows what that's going to entail. You might have created a monster. Yeah, maybe. Doubling the orders for himself. He's hoarding them. that's a possibility. You all, you should see the baits he has. From you there's or a, just the collection? No, no, there's a seeker back room. He's been collecting Not anymore. the, the <laughs> yeah. 70s. He's got, if, if, if any store ever went out of business, he would go buy everything. Hmm. 
and he's got he has so much he has brand new lures in the box of every color old headens old wiggle warts wow. I mean you name it I mean he has a whole back room and his house is filled just boxes and boxes and boxes of baits hmm. it's, it's amazing I know people with that problem Except I don't have boxes and boxes of, like, really good baits. It's a lot of failures that I've done over the years. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know what it's like when you're screwing around with stuff. You're oh, like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to oh, throw yeah. this thing away, but I'll put it in this box. And so, oh, yeah, I don't throw nothing out. I, I, I have a box like that. I, I have more than a box. <laughs> just of, just stuff. Just stuff I tried. Yep. But, yes, so... Check out Boss Shed. Check him out, BossShed.com. Get in touch with Paul. So, All right. Let's get into the power rankings quick. We'll make this quick so we could concentrate all on what Paul's getting into uh, in the next couple months here. But send in your submissions. We're going to do four today. Uh, We have a guest on. Do we? Um, Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll get you involved. Sparks conversation. We'll get us talking about something you want to hear about. Uh, So we'll come in. Uh, coming in at four this week on the podcast power ranking is going to be mine and it's going to be the electric downrigger (laughs) (laughs) we're laughing because this was brought up two minutes before the show started (laughs) was but the electric downrigger especially the ones that apparently move uh vertical uh on command i I guess i guess that you could just move these things vertical to take that lure uh, it's behind that downrig and take it up a little bit and drop it down a little bit and trigger a strike. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, I had. I think I don't know a whole ton about them, but my what I believe to be true would be these downriggers can connect up to your fish finder, or maybe they have their own sensor. And so if say you, yeah. So say you're down like sixty foot or something, then all of a sudden you come up on a shallow area. It'll it'll pop you up. Yeah, like. I, let's just say you're in 100 foot of water and you have your, your downrigger ball, I don't know, 85 feet down. And you can probably tell it, I want this ball to be 15 feet from the bottom or maintain this. Mm-hmm. So if, if you go from 100 foot up to 85, it's going to take it to 70 feet. It's just going to follow the contour. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess if you can do that, I, I can't see why you can't just be like up, down, up, down, just yeah, doing that from... You might even be able to do that from your console, but... There's definitely a, a switch that can you can do that, but yeah, I believe there's a mechanism on there that you can actually jig it while you're trolling. Mm. Well, that's just unfair. I but think I'm gonna quit fishing I because be of that. Oh god, you know what? <laughs> should be outlawed. We have to. We have to uh, protest. Yes, peacefully. Yes. Nice. Coming in at three. The electric downrigger. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, take it away. Okay. We discussed mine before, and and I got one really dumb stare at me and two other people that really didn't know because they're on the phone. Mine is the splashless cast, and the people who bank yank or fish very small, tight waters. Or don't fish at all. Hey, I know what I'm talking about here, okay? I don't know how you can get a splashless cast. Because you you fly fishing? No. This is even more subtle than that. When I'm in my in the bush, whether it's on the boat or on the bank, I do a lot of side, and I don't even know what really what you call it. It's not like a flip, but 
I'll take the rod tip, I'll spin it like clockwise, 360 off to the side, and then like wing it out. It's it's just a little mm-hmm. circle movement of the tip, and I, I just lob it out there. There are times that I will thumb it, and if I try to do it, I can't do it. But every couple trips, I will get it to where I am actually like with the rod tip, thumbing it, slowing the bait down just as it's about to hit the water, and it literally enters with no splash at all. Oh, my God. He's in like a diver. I mean, it doesn't even go kerplunk. It's just like, it. yes, like a perfect 10 dive. I, I finally got what you were saying, Tom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, it makes no noise, and it's just like like an arrow. You shot an arrow straight up, and it goes straight down. Mm-hmm. It, it does that. If you hit it to where you're actually slowing it down to where the bait isn't moving further away and it isn't moving closer – and it's perfectly tangent to the water. It just goes right in. Okay. So, but, okay. So, I got three people that have never done it. So, they don't know the feeling. <laughs> no, I've done it. I like to, I like to see a splash. I, I, as I've said, if my fly fisherman, if I could just throw a rock when they throw their fly out, I think we could catch more fish. <laughs> but sometimes these casts are 15 feet away, and I really want it to be sly just to Get in You're there. Trying to, yeah, and I, we don't do that so much where we fish. Andy, that's Andy, as Andy says, ours. we're out in the middle of the lake. Yeah, absolutely, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I thought the splashless cast was going to be like the one I take all the time because I never get to fish. Oh, okay, I, I get that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one there. But no, this is actually a thing. Splash. It's yeah. like a good a good feeling, yeah. It's like a like the crazy swish in a basketball hoop that gets it's, hung up on the rim or something like that, you know, or just falls through. The the net barely moves. Exactly. Something it's like it's that. that. Or if you, I'm not a golfer, but when you get a really good connection on a drive, yeah. it just has that feeling. Mm. A nice swing of a baseball bat and you hit the sweet spot. Very nice. Yes. Okay, so that should have been four. Todd coming in at two. <laughs> How <are> you doing? <laughs> Mr. Yeah, I got one. It, uh, <laughs> I got one. I'm going back to some a trip we did here a couple weeks ago. Vance is taking these guys out. I mean, the young guy. This guy's, I think he's nine, ten. I think he's nine now. I think he's still six yeah, digits. Yeah, nine or ten. But some, you know, getting a young kid out there who is like into it. Vance and I get to take a lot of kids out. It seems to be a thing with with me. I mean, I went ten days in a row where I had little kids out. But getting that kid that's not just out there trying to reel in a muskie, they're into it. So we had young Dylan out there, and I can't remember their last name right now, but they, we fished with them numerous times over the last couple of years, and we had a great day. And uh, Dylan hooks a fish. You know, we get a fish hook trolling. He's fighting the fish. The fish comes up to jump. It's coming up towards the boat. He stuffs a rod. He's, he jumps up on the back deck and stuffs a rod right down in the water. And his dad's like, you know, Dylan, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to keep it from jumping. I mean, he was he was totally into this fishing trip. Every fish we hooked, I mean, he had he was pulling it the right way. He was, you know, I was like, you know, you know, try to bring the fish over here to the backside of the boat. Try to bring it over here. It was real windy that day, but uh, that fish did. It came up and it was getting close to the one planer board I had out of hit a boat rod, and. uh that fish, that line started coming up, and he dipped the rod right down in the water. The fish come up, it's the head come out, and you could see the fish, but it went right back down. You know, he's fighting it like a, like a bass, and that's just a little kid doing this. Uh, really cool to see kids into the into it. 
he knew his dad got seven that day. I mean, we had a good day, and uh, it was a. It's just nice to see kids that are not just sitting there looking at their phone all day. That should be number one. Yeah, it was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be a number one ranking. Yeah, that kid. That kid's into yeah. it. Oh, sure. he's into it, man. He's into it. So I, I guess. Um, Vance messed up twice on this power rankings. On he was collecting, so, so to do the trip, I got a whole bunch of ones in there. When we when we got paid, his dad told me, he said he wanted to go so bad. He was like collecting cans around the neighborhood, and as he said he wanted to help his dad pay for the trip. I kind of felt bad about that, but yeah. I, cut him a, I cut him a good break. But he did. There was a whole bunch of ones. He said, I gave him to you just so you would know. Oh, that's awesome. He said he's already, he's already collecting again. He wants to come again this fall. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Yeah, that, Good kid. that kid's a champ. Into it, ready to roll, man. You know, they don't have a boat. They come fishing quite often with us, and uh, they've had some good days. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome. All right, coming in at, at one, Paul. Take it away, man. Stage is here. Uh, my power ranking is designing a new bait, doing all the testing on it, finally get it ready for sale sell a few of them and then pictures flood in of nice catches that's my power ranking you nice. can't get better than that Mm-mm. no especially like, as a bait maker <laughs> i think on the last the last show I, I talked about you know making making a bait it's like even if it's a bait you've made and you made it like a design change on it the amount of testing and stuff, it, it's like starting all over again. So when when you, like, send it out and you're like, well, it's, it's all in – it's in everyone else's hands right now. And, and that instant feedback really yeah, really is like a load off you because you're like, okay, it's, it's not like I'm waiting for a fish photo weeks and months and are people using it and watching flea market to see if they're hitting there. and Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's 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 something special because it is you know well, a lot a lot of things go into these baits people don't realize you know i mean lip angle and and how far the lip goes in and where you put the line tie and the, the size of the lip and the weight of the body where you're going to put weights in i mean there's a lot there's like a little science to it you know it's just not Let's carve a piece of wood, throw a lip in it, and go. You know. Yep. And and, and really, the, the the best critics of of your stuff are going to be the customers because I know that if I made something, and I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make it work. I can make it work just for self pride, but that's not a real true, you know, indicator of how good something really is. It's when someone else goes out there and does it the way they want to do it, and yes. it still works. Yes. So, awesome! I do have to. Uh, we've we've screwed up many times on this uh, power ranking. Wait, and, don't look at me. And I, uh, <laughs> I was perfect. Well, me with the order, um, and that's on me. But the kid, we screwed up his name. Todd and, and both Todd and myself are bad. Uh, we take a lot of kids out. His name is Maddox. I think Maddox. Dylan, Dylan's Dil- his dad. Dylan and his dad is his dad. Maddox. Yes. yes. Well, at wow. least you didn't like. 
completely miss it. I mean, it was a guy in the boat. So well, yeah, but yeah. you I'll, know, halfway halfway uh, through Todd telling that story, I was like, uh, "That's the dad." I had like tears in my eyes. I was laughing <laughs> so. <hard>. You <laughs> want you want to split number one with me, uh, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go co-champs on number one tonight. All right, I, I think that Vance <laughs> needs to stay at like number four. Oh God, I'll take the two and three spot. Oh man, uh, you're like six. No, it can't be. I'm taking two and three for the win. Andy, you're six. That was a bad one. My God. No, it wasn't bad just because you haven't done it. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, God. You don't know. know. Vance, Vance, when I come out with you, I'm going to be trying to do that. You know that. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen either because I, I like I'm a big say, splash. Hey, here you go, Andy. Whoosh. <laughs> it's not as easy. You will know. When it happens, you will know. It's impossible. It is not impossible. It, a lure is hitting a musky lure. No, it's big. Yeah. you got to be it, like It hits the finesse. water. It's not a diver. Nope. I swear to God it happens, and I will prove it if Vance wants to come. I've never seen the splashless cast. I've seen crazy casts those, when those raptors get out there. I don't know. Sometimes they skip. Sometimes they, no, their, their, their back hits the water first. I don't know what well, see, happens. You're, you're right now going the opposite direction. You're going with yeah. the forced cast. <laughs> I'm going with this finesse cast. Mm-hmm. That oh, it, God. You'd be a good bass guy. You know how they flip it under them docks what have i been saying for like two years now that i learned to musky fish fishing out of a guy whose boat he fishes for bass yeah so i learned my casting yeah. techniques from him yeah yeah and you, you, know, you can literally get the presentation where it goes in with no splash incredible okay. try that That's with a bad. bulldog <laughs> i don't even own one of those things what are they <laughs> never heard of it it's a <laughs> okay, Th- that's a joke. Try, that, w- that's try a- that with a sloppy swimmer, then. I can do it. I'm no pretty way. sure. The, that, the yeah. thing is, this is you cannot overhead cast it. It has to be like this perfect low trajectory, very softly thrown, and you are literally stopping it at the same point that it's touching the water. Oh, it's it's it, it's a whole combination of a lot of things. So it just lays right. It lays. It literally. It just, has a lot to do with where you're fishing too. I mean, he, you yeah. know, you could put if that splashless went, Paul, cast. If you went fishing yeah. with Andy, you'd understand. I mean, God, bit. sometimes you know, like the the whole base of a tree is half hanging over the bank, you know, and you can you can put a cast right underneath it, you know, the roots. So you got to you got to cast super low and stop mm-hmm. it right when it's going to touch the water. I'm half tempted right now to pull this phone out of these earphones <laughs> and send you a picture of what I've drug in my boat through and one where Vance is half in my boat and half out of my boat standing on a tree log. You showed me that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we should make like a, uh, a like a <clears throat> YouTube tribute with you. You know how they do that? Like, uh, what, am <clears throat> I dead? You know, like uh, that, like that gangster thing, and those like glasses and the cigarette coming. Thug light, yeah, thug light. <laughs> you can do that. Turn to the camera and just be like da 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 da. As soon as I do that, I just turn around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Sorry, we're we're getting okay, yeah. immature and carried away. Paul, what's happening? What's going on, man? Um, I'm about to go to the bathroom here. Oh, like. Well. You- <laughs> I, I don't want to ask one or two, but I'm hoping that it's not going to be put. Are you? Much it, it, I'm, let's just, uh, you're you're probably going to vomit after what we've been talking about for the past <laughs> two minutes with the splashless yeah, cast. Yeah, the, the splashless cast really really uh, took it there. Uh, so it's now that we all have I that blew m- his mind. That's what happened. <laughs> I blew his mind. 
<laughs> now we all have crazy uh, mental images going on now. How's the uh-huh. bait? The baits are good. Hold on a minute. <laughs> this is really happening. <laughs> all right, I'm okay. good. Next question. What are you wearing? <laughs> good thing I live on the country. Oh, oh my. Jesus. That was bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> Everybody else, too. Apparently. All right, I'm back. This is off the rails. <laughs> um, let's see. What should we talk about? We the just asked bait. you how, what's up the with new, the baits. The new old bait. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We'll start at the minnow, the 10-inch minnow. I got one of them. The 10-inch well, minnow. Um, I decided to wire through it, and I gave um, a couple to Todd Yester, and they went up on a fishing trip last week, and they did pretty well on it. They got a 50 and a half, and they got a, they lost a, about a 52, 53 at the boat, and then they got a bunch of mid-40s on it, and then they also caught some fish on the double pull eye which is a good thing, and I'm wire-throwing that also. Uh, metal lip or Lexon lip, your choice. And we're going to do some How crazy paint that jobs. That and double pull eye, for anybody knows yeah, that, yeah, that thing yeah, gets yeah. down like 35 feet, doesn't it? Uh, no, not that would be the deep diver, which I'm More probably shit. not going to make anymore. Really? Well, how deep yeah. that double pull eye get? Um, for instance, like on the, on the shallow setting, like 66 feet is 14 down. Um, you can get it down to 20, no problem. Um, I really haven't tried anything after that. Um, I designed it to, you know, do you ever, do you ever be trolling and you, and it'll be real hot out and the sun's shining and you see one of those carps on the surface, or just below the surface, just swimming along, real lazy. Sure. I try to hit them with a boat paddle, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's what it kind of mimics. That's how I explain it to people. It's not a crazy. It it, it walks, but it's not like it's not like a head uh, or a headlock where it goes three foot this way, two foot this way. It's it's more subtle. It's real lazy. It, and it, sometimes it, a fish will really like that action. You don't have to have a a hard running bait all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not a hard thumping that the rod is just mm. wiggling out of the rod holder. No. Now on the deep setting, um, that's that's that gets a little deeper. Like 25 foot is 10 foot. So I mean, now you could you could see the difference. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and. We're going to wire through those because I'm trying to get up in Canada some more. And those guys up there, they just want wire through baits. And I, whatever, you know, it's cool. It's not a big deal. Yep. So uh, Catfish, uh, Matt Firestein with Whopper Popper, Whopper Stopper Charters, he just uh, gave me a nice pick of a really big 50 and a half caught on the double pull eye yesterday. Did you post that up? 
I posted that up this uh, t- this evening. Yes, because I, 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 I'm like I think I saw that you posted that up, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Come out and say that and be like, no. I'll be like, man. Yeah. I feel so like we mass. got we got two new baits with uh, two fifty inches under their belt already. That's awesome. How big is it? How long is that uh, double pull? Like it's what, ten what inches. Is it? Eight, it's, in, eight it's, nine inch bait. A ten, yeah, it's a ten inch bait. Ten inch bait. Um, okay. Yeah. The only. The difference between that and the deep diver is the type of wood and the lip. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only difference. The shape is exactly the same. Okay. Isn't that nice when you have a bait that you can, like, make the blank and be like, yes, I have two models right here. I have several models with the same lip. They're just cut down or the eyes moved. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking... Uh, uh, the minnows I give Mark's bait and tackle. I gave him four on Friday, and they were gone that day. And I gave him three about I don't know two weeks ago. They were gone the next day. So we're gonna try to. I'm I'm really gonna try to push the bigger baits out there now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that, I like it's the, getting to be that fun. time of year. They're fun to do and. Oh, you know. I, I agree. Those, those bigger baits are, I think, are a lot more fun to paint. It is. It is. Um, Why is that? Lydia, Just because of a bigger Lydia, surface. Lydio from uh, Blue Water Baits. He he uh, gave me some pointers on certain things for the wire through. So I appreciate that. So I'll give him some props for that. That and, is uh, that through wire stuff is that that's a different animal that. That takes some time and some jacking around. It does. It does. And it's yeah. It it definitely takes it to the next level. I spent all day today wiring baits. That's a long day. How long did it take you to 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 get it down, getting a good groove with you know, I, going I from scratch? Prob- I don't know. I'm I'm getting I'm getting good at it. You know, wiring baits. It's uh, it's not too bad. I mean, I don't know if I'm want to give you a minute i haven't really timed it but mm. it's not horrible we'll put it that way but it's but a it, whole not different step it, it, it's yep. longer than running screw eyes into it oh yes <laughs> yeah yes, definitely longer yeah. than that and i want to i actually took those baits off my website you cannot order them i kind of want to Paint them the way I want to paint them, and then put them up on Facebook for sale. Well, you heard it here you, first, folks. I don't want orders. I don't want no lists or waiting lists. I, I don't want to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I just want to do my thing. Of course, they're going to be in popular colors and patterns and you know what have you, and then put them up for sale. And then I'll give Marks a few here and there. He already understands that. You know, he's not going to have every color and every model of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I tested, uh, I've been testing them, and I got uh, about 15 more to test. And probably after that, I won't test anymore. You know, I like to test the first 50, 60 baits before I sell them, you know. And any issues? That, that no. Because that, that is no. something that's like you get X amount. Like oh this is this is it and then you take the next batch out and there's like one that like why are you doing this? Yeah no not not so far on these. Um, I I mean I kind of knew what I was doing because I used to help wire the marge baits up 
So I, I have a little bit. Now, the only thing is, is on the minnow, the line tie is coming out of the wood, not the lip. Okay. So, so I know other people have some problems with cracking there. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to tune all these baits before I sell them. Mm. Nice. Nice yeah. little touch right there. I, I've, I found that a lot of people don't even try to tune stuff. It's no. like they, they, they may know about it, but they just don't even do it. Whether they yeah. take the bait off because like, oh, this one don't run or they just run it and it wipes out the spread. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are like that. I, I got, um, I talked to enough people that, you know, they just, just people still don't know how to tune baits. It's just amazes me that yeah. you're a troller and you don't know how to tune baits. And, and you know, the big thing is nobody knows how to tee hooks. That's insane. That, that takes another five yeah. seconds. Why every, would you do that? Every boat I get into, I look at their hooks and they're they're tee lopsided, oh. and I have I have to show them how to tee a hook properly, and they'll have you know they'll have hook rash on one side. Well, you, because you you have a lopsided tee, you know. Mm-hmm. So anybody so, out there that has Paul do a boat check, he's checking your tees. Oh, you wouldn't. You, I mean, we're talking veterans. <laughs> that their their tees are wrong. At least they are teed, though. I've been on boats where some people, or you know, been with people it's not that have, good enough have not teed a hook. I mean, who cares? I mean, you could still get a musky with yeah, just throwing a exactly. treble on there. You can, but some people honestly, yeah, some you do people you do care. increase the stress. You know, maybe that maybe that fish doesn't stay on because it's not teed. I think you you. Uh, well, I'm not teeing the bait for the fish. I'm teeing the bait for the lure. That too, but I, I mean, when you tee them, they, they kind of stick out past that body, and you know, I, I, that's what I think about first. I, uh, I've been doing something different recently. I've been taking off all my treble hooks and putting barbless single hooks on them. Very nice. It's just easier. Is that, to, does that help with the non-splash? It, it does help yeah. a little bit, <laughs> and I see that this is not going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> oh god oh non-splash that is the best <laughs> i'm gonna have to just like get I want a on, video that's what i'm gonna have to do set up my phone and i'll be like whatever that uncle from uh napoleon dynamite like i can throw this football over the mountain oh, yeah i forget what that guy's name jeez <laughs> but through wiring through wiring through wiring as opposed to just the screw eyes. Let's talk about yeah. that. How? Now, the screw eyes in the mahogany are, if you pre-drill them, they're not pulling out. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've snapped the screw eyes putting them in. You know, it's like a piece of That's oak. You're, you can't nail a piece of oak unless you pre-drill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I mean, it's pretty hard stuff, so... I'm trying to build. I want to build the bait, the best that I can. In the, you know, cedar soft. Cedar's great, but I figure with the mahogany, the wire through, and the epoxy coating, I don't see how you can get any better than that. Cement and a and a sixty sixty one, a little piece of aluminum. I mean, they make semi trucks out of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for. I'm not playing any games anymore. What is the draw that everybody wants a through-wired bait now as opposed to eye screws? Oh, it's been out there for years, man. 
Yeah, People I mean, talked about it, it for years. The big water, and, and I think what what I think if somebody's going to pay a hundred dollars or more for a bait, mm-hmm. yeah. they want it the best it could be. I think that's what it really comes down to. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give it to them. You want it? Here it is. It's already got fish under its belt in the short of time that it's been out. So. Yeah, it, it, I, I early on I looked at doing through wire stuff. It was like I said before, a lot of jacking around. And like once you start bending that wire and you're like, I wish I was a quarter inch further back or I wish I would have left enough to do another two wraps. You know, there's there's some measurement going on there. Yeah, once you get the wire through the bait doesn't mean it's you know done. It there's still Handwork you got to do, and mm-hmm. there's twisting of wire. And I, I'm sure I'll run into a problem here and there. Um, it's just the just the way it goes. But as long as it runs and catches fish, mm-hmm. I could deal with anything else. You know, mm-hmm. the epoxy has me a little. You know, today went good. I epoxied some baits today, <laughs> but. Um, that's that stuff's real touchy. <laughs> yeah, it it's not easy. And and the thing that I've noticed now is, you know, I can speak for myself here. When I'm throwing epoxy coating on our baits, it's when I first did it, I was all nutsy, nervous, and worrying about stuff. And it seemed that just the faster I went, things went better. I don't know if it's because I got better at doing it, or I just said. You're, you're looking too much. You're wasting too much time. Get it on yeah. there. Get it level. Go to the next one. Yep, yep. And it's easy to sweat the small stuff with that because, you know, what tends to happen is you're like, oh, I want to get this out of there. So you start picking away at it. Next thing you know, you, you know, like maybe in your case, you have the lift. Now you accidentally hit the lip with the brush and then you try to smudge that off and it smears and then your finger slips and hits it in the other spot and. What, yeah. What would have just been like, leave it alone. It'll get out and, you know. So, back to through, I, wi- through wire and <laughs> through wire and ice screws. I want to stick on this for, for a minute or two. Go ahead. What do you want to know? Through wire. I would think that is, I'm having trouble thinking that a fish is going to pull an ice screw out of, of the wood. Now, let me continue. Okay. It'll happen over time. Wood doesn't last. It always. You know, the baits aren't forever. It's wood. Um, so, down the line, I could see where the wood could fail, and eventually, maybe those eye screws could come out. Now, with something like a through wire, I think you add longevity to the bait in that aspect, maybe? Am I I've, a- had, I've had... Um, I got a 50-inch muskie in PA on a bait that was through-wired, and it tore the whole wire out of the belly. Okay. So there's there's yeah. different ways you can wire through. You can groove the belly and, and make a wire form and lay it in there and then epoxy it in or what have you. That's not a true through-wire. Uh, if you get a snag and say you get the chains on that and... You, you still can't get it out, and you put 
the rope to the cleat of the boat and put it in forward. I've gotten a lot of lures out like that. And you get that mm -hmm. anchor loose, you know, if you're on an anchor rope. If that was a screw eye, it might pull out a cedar. Mm -hmm. Wire through, it's not going to pull out. Okay. So you get your you get your bait back and get the snag out of the lake. Okay. I think we give these muskies a little too much credit too, you know. So, I mean, we use a lot of pretty hard, pretty heavy equipment, you know. I I think it's you know my opinion on that, and and it's not that anyone else's opinion's wrong, but I almost think that it's just trying to hype up musky fishing mm -hmm. is you know you have a, a snap that's rated for 200 250 pounds you got yep. a 200 300 pound leader you know the guys now <clears throat> they've always used 100 pound you know mainline brand yeah but now i'm seeing some people talking 130 pound braid and then yeah then you're going to you know reels and and i'm, I'm not knocking on it i have a tranks but you do 24 25 pounds of drag and you know the rods are always going to be what they are they that's really not super critical to this to this drive line that i'm talking about so it's like everything is all beefed up mm -hmm. and then they look at a screw eye and a piece of you know wood whether it's cedar oak what have you and they're like this is now the weak link and it's almost like building this up to where you can go to your buddy that likes to fish for panfish and just say look at how tough my my equipment has to be mm -hmm. to yeah. handle these fish. And the only the only thing I could say, where you want tough stuff, when we go up to Georgia Bay and we're using those big baits and we're going five miles an hour, I'm purposely grinding shoals. You, it beats. I mean, we explode at least yeah. two to three down east a week there. Oh my! So. Other than that, I would say, yeah, you need the big swivels, the big snaps, the big leaders, the big rods, all that for that kind of fishing because it's brutal. I mean, I have a guy that'll he'll get on a shoal that's 500 feet long and just grind it. I mean, the metal lip is just, it, it's crazy. It's just all like mushroomed over. That's why you have to use 6061. Um I mean, any other equipment, Power Pro would be like shreds. It wouldn't even last. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And we get, we had a fifty-five inch doing that. So, mm -hmm. hmm. yeah. So there's different. I mean, I guess for our fishing, like I think is what Vance is getting at. I mean, when I look at a through hours, like you know, a through hour bait, like if I accidentally or something gets damaged or. Like I said, I've told this story before. I have a perch bait that I was trying to cut that back hook. Fish was on it. When I went to cut it, I snipped that wire with my bolt cutters. I was digging in the net, trying to do it in waves. What can I? I can't. I can't repair that bait. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you know, could. It, it, there's it, a way, but <laughs> I know. What you're yeah, saying. not in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. On the boat. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's the thing about through wire for me. But I I know that there's guys. You know, you guys are doing something a little different than we're than than what we're doing here. And uh, I can repair it through wire. I put a bait in the net and the and the uh, 
you know, the, the, the tail comes out because it rips through the net when we're, you know, when you put the big fish in the net, rolls around nylon net. I can mm-hmm. I can pull it out. I can drill it. I can put some epoxy in there. That bait's good to go. Yeah. Through wire, through wire is a one-time, man. I mean, it's, uh, when there's damage but, to it now, it's, uh. Yeah. But. I've heard of pe- the people like it, man. not liking screws. Because you catch a fish, and then you got to spend a lot of time readjusting all the screw eyes and retuning the baits, and that's why they mm-hmm. like those wire through baits. Because there's you catch a fish, check the tune, throw it back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And I can see that too. That some of them start spinning, they get older. Yep. That I start spinning on it, and every time you got to remember, because if that thing's turned forty five, I tell I tell it to people all the time while we're fishing. You know. That screw eyes turned. It, it, that's why it's not running now. Yeah, yeah. There's certain baits that I'll catch a fish on some some jointed baits, and I'll look, and all the screws mm-hmm. are all completely turned. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know. So you got to turn them all back straight, check the tune. It's usually out of tune. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a customer. Not changing the subject, but I had a customer message me yesterday, and he says, "Are you going to be epoxying your small baits too?" And I said, no. And I didn't ask him why he asked me that. But um, I don't, you know, I I think I change the action if I put that thick epoxy on a smaller bait. Most definitely. Or, or a big bait, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's less affected. But yeah. I... Yeah. So. There's no doubt Andy and I have worked with baits we had running great. We threw the epoxy on them and it went blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah. definitely happen with smaller baits for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. The epoxy is only going to be on the twelve-inch minnow, the ten-inch minnow, and the ten-inch double pull eye. In fact, I am going to. I don't sell too many twelve-inch minnows. I got um, one, but I'm going to wire through those anyhow. I have a couple on hand. It's a really cool bait. It really thumps too. I'll never Make know. It. It's in the museum. You got a 12-inch? Yeah, I got it the uh, Musky Max last year. Oh, shit. It's the Musky pattern. Remember, I kept coming back and oh, looking at it. Oh, yeah. I got home, and it went right in the museum. Yeah. That one, Yeah. That's a screw eye bit. You had no uh, through wire back then. This is completely no. new. No. Yeah. No, those are all screws. So Long just, screws. I mean, I use the biggest... You know, I use the ninety-two thousands Magnum screws and those baits, and um, the center or the the toe eye is like two inches long. Yep, I mean, it's and you know, and it's mahogany, so it's not coming out. But again, if you're going to spend a lot of money, and a lot of those yep. Canadian baits are built tough and they're a lot of money, you want the best you can get. Mm-hmm. So I understand. You yeah, know. I do too on that aspect. These baits are getting into the $100 range, and yep. you want a good product. That's right. And, and a fish catcher. And uh, essentially, he's just made mine vintage by going through wire. So I have, like, version oh, one. So now it's a collector's item. Actually, that's version two because it's wood. Okay, <laughs> so I'm on version two, Yeah, and that's <laughs> older than version three. For for yeah. those who don't realize that, someday we have to get into Andy's uh, museum there and take all those baits out and catch fish on them. Yeah, I'll do that. 
I, I can rent them. I'll put a little <laughs> rental thing on there. <laughs> there you go. I still haven't got my 10-inch minnow back from Vance. No. Oh, boy. I'll get them back to you eventually. Hey, you, you, no, want, the through, you want the through wire anyhow. So. I might be going back to Canada, so I'm going to need them. I'm no. going to Canada next week. That's exciting. Nice. Going up to the bay? I'm going up to the bay, and I'm going to cast it and not troll it this time. Oh. That's gonna going to be tough. Are you 90s. leaving the rod holders at home? He, well, I'm leaving my boat at home. I'm going with somebody. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy lives yeah. up there, and he has two boats. He has a casting boat and a trolling boat. Very nice. So he has a, he just bought a 621 Ranger, and we are going to go casting. That's nice. awesome. It is awesome. I'm excited. I haven't been to Canada in four years since I blew my train. I've been going up since 96, and... I went up four years ago, blew the transmission on my truck as soon as I got to the cottage. Oh, oh. Well, that's three, not like weighing on your mind the whole time you're fishing. $3,000 later, <laughs> I went up there. I spent a whole week up there. I caught a 39-incher. <laughs> that was an expensive 39. You are not kidding. Hey, at least you got there, though. <laughs> well, yes. That's what I, everybody said. At least you got here and didn't break up breakdown on the 401 or something yeah you know? yeah for sure but um yeah it was not and then and then put my boat in the batteries are dead <laughs> that's convenient yeah it was just not yeah it was just a screwed up trip that's exciting man big water casting yeah i'm gonna cast it for the first time big expensive boat that's a huge boat yeah that's fun yeah 250 yamaha on it that's, are you gonna drive it? Me. Say that again. Are you gonna drive it? Oh, I'm sure I'll drive it. Mm-mm-mm. Nice, nice boat. I've I'm ridden sure in the I'll... back of one. Did you? There's like a seat, a seat post base right in the middle of the back. Mm-hmm. And is Ed's a double console or a walkthrough, Todd? It's a walkthrough, I think. Ed's a walkthrough. No, he, he has a single console. Oh, he does. Yeah. And uh, I just remember a lot of wind, and I had no place to hold on to, and we were flying across Lake Erie. <laughs> oh boy, it was fun. But anyways, are you taking yes. you taking some big baits to cast? Oh yeah, I got my big uh, giant periwinkle jerk baits. I got my big Leos, my big Suic. Some to take. Um couple spinners i'm not a big spinner guy but I'll, I'll take a couple just in case he's got all the rubber in case that happens um i'm waiting for my raptors so i can get them painted by next weekend so i can bring those up ah now you're on to something yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what else what else am i bringing i don't know um don't ask me no crankbaits i'm leaving those home I am going to bring a couple minnows up to troll spot to spot because that's what he normally does. So you better take I'm your rod holders. Up. I think he has rod holders on there. Well, you better take yours. Mm. He probably has uh, rails or something on that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what he has. I'm not sure. You'll be grabbing them rod butts trying to tip, and they won't tip. I'm telling you, I did that. On that's. I'm glad you brought that up. I was fishing with somebody. 
a couple weeks ago on his boat. I got invited for a half a day. I wanted to test some baits anyhow. And um, we got in a pretty shallow spot, and I grabbed the rod. I almost broke the rod. <laughs> and it wouldn't tip because I'm used to my fat AZs tipping up. Did you, like, force it, and you're like, it's not going, so you put more weight? Yes. <laughs> I did. I, I don't know if it's human nature, but, like, if you're, like, think something should move and it doesn't, rather than stopping and saying, why isn't it moving, you just apply more force? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I've been, I've been trolling for 20 years. I've only had these rod holders for a month or two, and I'm, I grabbed it to tilt it up. Mm-hmm. I I hear that often, Todd. You've done that. I do it all the time. Every time I get in someone else's boat, it's just it's it's crazy. I reach over and like, oh, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I wanted to tip it. I wanted to tip it out, down, up. Maybe that I saw a weed coming. Maybe I saw something happening. Yeah, do it all the time. Well, that'll be a good testing ground if you're going to troll spot to spot. You can go bang those metal lips off the bottom. You yes. Could, yeah, you could really grind it with those that tip ability stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I still pin the lip. I I put two pins in it, even though it's wire through and it ain't coming out. I just put two I put two stainless steel pins for just extra safety mm -hmm. for that fish of a lifetime, you know. Mm -hmm. And banging rocks, baby. I want to bang rocks. Yeah, we like banging. We have bait. I, I have a couple of marge baits that just have the the one side of the eyes are shattered from going across sides of shoals. So it's just like dragging them over pancake style, huh? Yes. Get real close to a couple of these islands, are straight up and down, and we just we grind all the way down them. So you get them back, and you have shattered eyes on one side. Pretty cool insane. stuff. Yeah. That's a whole different beast up there. You, you bring the bait in, there's no paint on one side. You just see it roughly yeah. sanded like you drug it down the road. Did I ever tell you about the bait I lost twice? I don't think mm -mm. so. <laughs> Are you serious? Mm -mm. I wouldn't I lie to this, you. I got this original Marge bait from 95. And... I was fishing it in an undisclosed PA lake and got caught on an anchor rope. Oh, no, I got to back up. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so I lost it. I, could, I marked it on the GPS, lost it. Well, three years later, I snagged up again. And this time I got the chains hooked real good, and I put it on the cleat of the boat. And bumped the boat forward, and I got it. I broke the anchor loose, and I'm bringing it up, and there's my bait I lost, and there's my other bait three years later. Wow. Wow. So I, drilled, I, I drilled got one, for, I got one from a year later once <laughs> out of a lake, but that's that's crazy. What After we're done with the podcast, I just want to know what lake you were on. I think I already know. but So anyhow, I drilled a couple <laughs> holes in it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, le I let it sit for about a year, and then I redid it, and then I went out and I got two 40-pounders on it. I think I had 13 fish on that lure, and then I lost it again at the bay on a boat. Um, um, 
What's the things they put those boats on on land? Trailers. No, not a trailer. <laughs> like a like a wooden on like land. A, like, like a, a cradle crate. Crate. I forget what they call them up there. But whatever. I lost the bait. It wrapped. It wrapped itself, and it was just free floating. You know. Yep. And I talked to my Canadian buddy, and I says, "You got to get that bait for me." He's like, "On a nice day, we'll go out there, and I'll bring my scuba diving guy." And uh, he got it back for me again. Oh, and I caught more fish on that thing. I've caught so many. You should see the way this lure looks. It is just absolutely. It's just tore up from big giant teeth marks. It's a marge bait. It's a marge bait, yeah. It's, Mar- it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy teeth marks. That's awesome. And then I I lost a plow for two years and got that back on an undisclosed PA oh, lakes. I, I got a question. There seems to be a theme. I know that the, the, the last plow story didn't disclose what it was hung up on. Are there really that many anchor ropes floating around lakes? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a little... I think there's a lot of people in PA that don't know how to get their anchors back. Either that or they think it's disposable because I'm like, yeah, I have this 12-pound anchor. It's coming back with me because it costs a lot of money. People probably I was, throw it overboard. I was at, I was at Kinzu one day, and I got a marsh bait snagged up on an anchor rope, but you could see the anchor rope because it was so clear. And I was it was right up on – it was maybe like two feet underneath the water. And I reached out to grab the anchor rope, and I went in. Oh jeez! Curse splash! <laughs> curse! Yeah, that was there was definitely a splash when I went in, <laughs> and probably some curse words echoing through that whole reservoir. I had, I had one leg caught on the down east to hold me. Oh. It was yeah, it was cold. That that is a lake. If anybody doesn't know, they could they could look it up. It's an Army Corps lake. It's like forty feet offshore. You're like in eighty feet of water. It's forty. We've scraped our uh, lines, on, our rod tips on the couple of the um, sh- those shorelines, like the sheer rock walls, and we're in fifty-five. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 insane. It's extremely steep cut, and I have gone snorkeling in like the Bahamas and and things like that in Florida. Even with the sharks, that doesn't bother me. But like when I hold my breath and go underwater in freshwater, it freaks you out. At least for me, I. And especially a lake that deep, I'm just like, yeah, there's something gonna pull me under. Yeah. Is it are, is it true that they flooded um, a town and Indian burials there? That's I what I've read. I'm I've never heard that, but I know that there's uh, part of that reservoir has a reservation on it. Well, I know that, but I heard that the Indians tried to stop them from flooding it because they had a cemetery there. And That does it. I ain't going back there. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm not a ghost believer. Oh, one, every good story here, starts out with that, and then you're going to turn into one. Here, no, this is just the honest guy truth. We were fishing there in November. And they drew they draw down like I don't know 30, 35 feet, you know. So that ramp is super long, and it's pitch black. I forget what ramp we were at, Tracy Run or something. And so my my it's my buddy's boat. I'm walking up to the truck, and I start hearing these sounds that I can't explain, like like weird sounds. Like my back hair was like standing up. 
I'm like, what the hell? So I start running towards the truck. I'm like, I'm out of here. You, know? <laughs> you leave him at the dock. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I get the truck. I get in the truck. I fly down there. I'm like, I go, Dave, we got to get the hell out of here. He goes, what's up? I go, I'm hearing these sounds. It's not an animal. And I'm freaked out. You know, I don't freak out, but I, this is a little weird. So he's like, get the hell out of here, you know, have another Miller Lite, you know. And I'm like, no, seriously. Wait, this is the morning. It's pitch black in the morning. No, like, no, this is at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is November. So 5 o'clock, it's like pitch black. There's no lights at the ramp, nothing. I'm like, what the hell? So we're buttoning up the boat, and he hears it. He's like, we're getting the hell out of here. So we get out of it. We leave and go back to the hotel. Well, about two years later, my phone beeps, and here's he sends me an article, right? <laughs> and the article is about these sounds that you hear at Kinzu. And it's, they talk about the Indian burial, and it's the woman crying or something. I don't know. So I asked a couple um, PA guys that I know. They do a lot of hunting over there, and they knew exactly what I was talking about. I'm like, Jesus, I don't think I've been back since. Can you send us that <laughs> article? I don't have it anymore. Okay, but describe the sound. What? what, what uh, re- no, I'm not making the sound on the podcast. It was- <laughs> okay, I, st- I stopped recording. Now do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, shit. It was, it, was, it was a very strange, like, moaning sound. yeah it it was it was like that okay but here's something else that you can think of is supposedly there's been bigfoot sightings around kinzu yeah i've heard that i don't believe it one bit but yeah me neither well i wasn't it finding bigfoot that show went out there or something Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. kinzu is not that far from it takes me as long to get to Chautauqua as it does Kinzu. It's about an hour drive, so, but there's no highway, so it's really it might be forty, fifty miles from here. It's not that far of a drive for me, hmm. but I don't know. That lake just weirds me out. Really? I don't know. It's just because it's how deep it is. I didn't know there was much ghost stuff going on there. You know? Yeah, it's um. I don't know. When Grizzly Gary had his forum going. But besides, remember me telling you, mm-hmm. Vance, and we were going to make another podcast. Mm-hmm. Vance and I had talked about making another podcast, and it would—it uh, was just completely goofing on Bigfoot. Oh my god! Yeah, remember <laughs> th- that was just a fun thing that we did. Like one mm-hmm. night, we were pretending to be rednecks and like giving Bigfoot sightings and stuff. Oh god! Yeah, but we shouldn't b- because to I told you about Grizzly Gary's forum and the guy that found a deer oh, dead. Oh my god! Yeah. And he, oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. there was oh like a God. broken tree branch or <laughs> something. <laughs> he posted up a photo of like a, a broken treetop, like eight feet up in this one tree, and he's like, "See, Bigfoot did this." Yeah, like just looked like normal woods. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but another thread on clearly that. wind did that. No, there's no logic. Clearly, the only logical explanation that was it. It was yeah. like. Clearly, the only reasonable explanation. <laughs> that was the line. <laughs> yeah. Was Bigfoot did this. So, but then there's also people that have talked about this crazy fog in these one, like, remote parts of, like, the National Forest by the mm-hmm. by the reservoir and how it's just, it's weird. Their compass will spin around and, 
I, I bet you that you go to any part of the country and you get a little bit remote, the locals have stories like oh. that. They're out of their mind high. Is there a big... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm there telling you, I, I know what I heard. I, I did, even my buddy heard it. I'm not, I'm not telling it you wasn't that... a, It was an animal in pain. It wasn't wolves, of course. I, I'm telling you, this sound was the strangest thing I've heard. Well, those people in Wisconsin in the north would say there's um, a lot of weird Indian ghost thingies there. There was like this thing going around my high school about what they call the screamer. It was a woman that like, uh, there was like this abandoned house in the woods, like trees all growing through it. And this woman lived there and something like her baby died or something. And she went crazy and just started running through the woods at night screaming. Oh god! <laughs> anyway, they're advanced. Is that some screamers? Explain that one to me. I've had women running in the in the woods screaming. Were they, were they yelling rape? Oh my god, Paul! <laughs> you were just like last podcast with this dude. Oh god! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You said it, not me. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to pull us back into fishing. Oh, okay. I'm like screamers, yeah, sure. The you know drag rip and screamers, yeah, for sure. Oh, I gotcha. Vance <laughs> is over here as red as the sweetest fish that he's trying to eat. Oh my god! You're gonna choke on that. Thing. Oh my god! <laughs> Where is this gone? This is insane. <laughs> it went south, didn't it? <laughs> was it my Bigfoot story? <laughs> that... The screamer. The screamer. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good one. I've had some screams. We're talking about some lady who lost a baby, went <laughs> on a rampage through the woods, and now I'm brought into this. I've had some screamers. Some women screaming. You'll be under investigation now. <laughs> That's great. Vance the weirdo. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have not had any of that ever happen. Oh god. <sighs> oh boy. So big muskie in Kinzu? <laughs> Some say there's an eighty three incher in there. Yeah, that, no, that's, 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 in, that's, in that's in Marine. Well, they can get to each other, can't they? Todd, you got any fish out of there? Kenzu? Yeah. No, I've never caught a muskie up there. We used to fish it. I caught some pike. I had some friends that caught them with me, but I've never, I've never reeled one in. But I've been yeah, on the boat got, to see some. We got one to the boat the very first trip, and for three years I've gotten nothing. So we yeah. quit going about, that was like ten years ago. Did you guys yeah. see some big ones caught out of there, though? Never. No. The state record pike has come out of there. That that place can put out giant. And walleye, pike. walleye state record walleye is mm-hmm. there too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, there's a giant swimming around that lake. Oh yeah, there's some big ones. I mean, I, I had a friend that was bound to determined to catch one out of there, and I think he caught one on his 35th trip. Wow. Big? No, it was it was a big one. It was thirty nine pounds. Nice. There you go. There you go. But he's 
but he spent and it but what but it was like it was like a freak it was a giant fish it was like 49 inches 39 pounds something like that uh it was a big big giant fish but he basically yeah. 35 trips that takes you all summer <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh yeah that's the only one he got my, my buddy tim in there. my buddy tim probably going back six to eight years ago he uh whatever he, he spent like several days down there camping and going fishing every day and uh he got a 46 inch pike yeah, yeah I, got, I know big. I got a 44 inch pike that's a big pike that's huge that's a very <clears throat> for, for pennsylvania that's a yeah that's like a 53 inch musky in pa yeah i tell you when we when the very first trip we got about 10 guys um, four boats, and we had a really good time. We mapped it all out. We all picked a section we were going to hit. And like I said, I had one up to the boat, lost it. My buddy had a, a van screamer on there. Oh, my God. And <laughs> lost it. And then um, that was terrible. it for – I mean, we used to go every other weekend. <laughs> yeah. I think we've just coined another. Yeah. What I used to do was go to Kinzu. We would go up there, and and you know when we would go get up to Kinzu, we're getting pretty close to Chautauqua. We would go up there for like a four day weekend trip, long weekend, fish yeah. there about th- fish there like three days. Usually we caught some pike, occasional muskie, but not very many. And it'd be like, okay, tomorrow's Sunday, our last day. Let's go to Chautauqua and try to catch a fish. We've done we would drive thing. up here and catch one. <laughs> Yep, we've done the same exact thing. Yeah, that's that, that's what we used to do back when I was in like college air age. You know, they were stocking because... it for years, but it's just I don't know. I think I mean we were catching little pike that's you know fourteen inches long on plows, so it was like yeah, man, if, <laughs> if, they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. if they're biting mm-hmm. that, they're like eating every stock of muskie they're putting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the other yeah. thing with Kinzu, I've I've never fished it since I've had my own boat. I fished it out of a rented pontoon boat before, so, and I probably was 14, so mm-hmm. just think of how good I was back then with, like, 12 people on the boat. So, mm-hmm. But the big draw for me that, to go down there is not Kinzu, it's the river. I think that yeah. stretch of river is just incredible looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only bank yanked it. Yeah. It's, it's, Were you throwing splashless? Cast at 14? No, because I was throwing like just <laughs> bobbers and stuff. Oh. It's tough to splashless a bobber because <laughs> you have two impacts. Yeah. Well, if the other one can cancel the other one out, though. An anti splash bobber. I'll come up yeah. with it. My God. This has been out of control. It got out a little out of control there, but that's fun. We got to do that every once in a while. Get yeah, I'm, I'm on the uh, on the bad end of it. No, you're not. Hey, I'm still getting railed for this splashless cast that actually does happen. Mm-hmm. Good lord! <laughs> At least they yeah. didn't have accusations of a felony. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's just great. <clears throat> that's great. The screamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Oh well, all I all I heard because you know there was four people talking. All I heard was about a woman screaming through the woods, <laughs> and you were telling the story, man. So I don't know. Yeah, that's natural to put that together. 
Oh, God, my. Funny stuff there. Paul, is there anything else on your notes that you want to talk about? Um, I've been getting daily pictures from people all over, which is awesome. And um, Okay, like daily pictures. Are, are they all coming from like the same area? or They're, they're coming... coming from all over the place. And I'm like, I, I just can't believe it. These last few weeks have been just crazy, you know. It's, I mean, every, every day I'm getting pictures, and this person, that person, this person. So... Obviously, people are still using them and catching fish on them, so that's that's a good thing. Did Did you ever think that they were they weren't using them? No. Okay. Good. No. I sent and, you a picture uh, like a month ago. What's that? I sent you a picture like a month ago. I just want to go on record that I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> Andy's fish. No, it was my daughter's fish. Oh yeah, daughter's fish. Yeah. Last time Andy went musky yeah, fishing. Hey, mm-hmm. that was the one fish that I caught in five hours of musky fishing. Very or nice. we boated, nice. I should say. Very nice. So. Yeah, so the pictures keep rolling in, and um, gotta just try to get these big baits in the certain hands that fish big baits and big water. And... Now, ha- have you been trying to, like, pin together, like, a pattern of sorts? Like, do, I mean, obviously, on some of those pictures you get, they're just not sending you an email or a text with just a photo. Sometimes you find some background. Is is there been a bait that's been hotter this year than others just from the photo standpoint? Well, the four and a half is always, I mean, that's the bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the seven inch is a really close second this summer again. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, people just, I mean, I don't, I'm not asking for these pictures. People are just sending them, you know, to be cool. So. I'll take them. I save every one of them, and you know, we'll we'll post them here and there as I can. And but the what's really is the real the really cool thing is the big stuff going. That's 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 what I've always wanted, you know. The big so, baits, the big baits, yeah. That's good stuff. It is. Like I said, I enjoy painting them. It, it's just yeah. it's fun to have the real estate. You can yep. not have to be, and I don't know why, but when you're trying to do fine detail, do you grab that airbrush like super tight? No. I do. It's a bad habit. But when I'm trying to do like little dots, I'm squeezing so hard, and I don't know why. <laughs> but mm. bigger baits, I'm a little more loose. I'm, I'm freer, and I probably paint a little bit better because yeah. I'm not as tense. You know, some of these guys could put some real detail in these small baits, but whew, I'm no artist, you know what I mean? So it's it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But the bigger baits, I can. It's fun, you know. Yep. I like I like doing it. Letting and the it. epoxy, the epoxy's been making everything look nice too, you know. It adds a, a oh, adds, that, oh, that definitely that depth that adds, yeah. adds that 3D depth. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's it's cool. It's a pain in the ass, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I know some people, and I haven't tried it. I, I keep telling myself I ought to, but I just don't. Is when you start layering the paint in between epoxy, so it really yeah, gives it that I've shifting. Done that. So I've never done it, but it's just that's a lot of time. It is. Mm-hmm. It looks it's really a lot cool of though. Time. If you're in production mode, you can't be doing that. That's just a lot of time. 
Yep. If you're if you're building baits for people to collect, which seems like the new thing of today, then yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to I try to build a bait to catch fish, not catch fishermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's the boss shed's new slogan for two thousand seventeen. Well seventeen <laughs> ending pretty quick, so you might want to well, it'll, yeah. it'll be next year too. Okay. It'll carry over. It's built to catch fish, not fishermen. And we're fishing in green pea, split pea soup, Ugh. and going like 4.5 miles an hour, and I don't think they can see. Probably not. 3D through the side of the bait. No. See the layers. Or, Looks or great the when fancy I'm holding it, and I put it in the water, I can't even see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's none tough of that to matters. How how do you think that green water is all the way down the column, or do you think it's the first five feet, or what do you think? It, it's up, it's up top. No doubt about it. It's, it. It floats to the top. It's up in the top, the bottom. Lots of times you can see it. Can't you, Vance? So like when you drive through, it'll part. Mm-hmm. The water, the water's perfect. Yes. Yeah. That that would have been all floats to the top. It's all, it's all mostly on the surface, but it's shutting off all light penetration. I can tell you that. Yeah. Is so it turn, did it turn blue yet there. this year? <laughs> it's getting there, but it is blue on the bank. That's bad. Um, some kid, some guy's dog got sick last year from that. I got sick and I got sick three years in a row on that. Yeah. It's almost like that red tide in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picture what the fish are thinking. Like they're living in a dark room, and every time a boat goes by, they get like this shot of light for a few seconds before the algae covers this is it. About back what up. it is. Those poor fish. I mean, is the fish even good to eat out of that lake anymore with all that fertilizers dumping in it? I can't I see, be good. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything different going on. This has been like this for. I know. As long as I can remember. And talking to the old guys that used to live here that are in their 70s, and they're like, this is the way it's always been. You can read a book that was published in the 60s, and they talk about the same thing. I don't know that there's that. I, I don't think it's that much different. It's the same See, thing I, when, happens every year. When my parents had a place up there when I was growing up, I don't ever remember it being like that. Yeah, see, I mean, it was all step. timing, like at the right time of the year. But I never did, to, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't go to that south basin that much. We did, we saw it in the north. Well, that is true. It's You're working right. that we way didn't now. Go there either. It's we still real clear a... right now, like up in Mayville, the far north end of the lake. That's clear. Uh, it's working that way. Yeah. Now, is there any benefit to having an algae bloom like that? Does it feed like microbes that then feed minnows that then you know? Does I have it, no idea. Because you would think that they could make like a selective killer for it, and just if it's literally in the top couple inches, just missed it, and it's dead. How do you treat thirteen thousand acres? Get a plane. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and but that's then that's more talking about the water. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Drop a bunch of mosquito larvae down there and let that. Why don't they just make it a law that anybody that lives on the lake can't fertilize their lawn? Just like you can't wash your car in California because of the drought. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I I don't know. Will, will will that stuff have like a life expectancy? Like, let's just say anything that can contribute to it, um, it's illegal. Whatever that might be, and then three I mean, years, if, then it's going to be fifty percent of what it was. Or if people are so mad about the algae there, maybe they need to find. You know, they know where it's coming from, so they need to make a law. Then maybe no, no, you nobody's allowed to fertilize their lawn. Yeah. And the farmers have to, I don't know. Not many farmers it, left around the lake. <laughs> no, there's only one, right? Yeah, there's like one. The, the, the fields are vacant. They're, they're dead. It's, it, 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 you know, if the, the fertilizers are doing it, then it's coming from people doing their, their yard. But That's right. I don't know. I seem so, to remember this from. So instead of like screwing the fishermen, why don't they just tell these people to quit fertilizing? Mm-hmm. I don't know why you want to fertilize your lawn in the first place. Who wants to mow it more? Yeah. Exactly. Because they pay eight hundred thousand dollars for green. a little postage stamp, and they want it to look pretty. Yeah, I, I would. You know what you could do is you could put up a fertilizer stand, like all over the lake, and just sell like Roundup that's repackaged, and people yeah. spread it all over their yard. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <clears throat> that's a good idea. And just say. This this will treat your lawn good. It'll save you. Yep, time. You won't have to cut. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Oh um, boy. Hour and twenty one minutes. We were all over the map tonight, guys. Definitely. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah, we had fun. We had real fun. So, Paul, is there anything else you want to you want to do before we uh, kind of close this up? Um. No, I guess no. I, I think I covered everything. Good. I wanted to make sure you hit all your bullet points. Yeah. So you can check out Boss Shad on Facebook, um, the Boss Shad page, one of the two, if you're lucky enough to be in the in crowd in the private page. Um, yeah. <laughs> then you can also find him on BossShad.com. You can place your orders there. You can find him Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. They also have an online store, and they have a Facebook page, and just walk in, buy them. But it sounds like a lot of those things sell out quick. So, Yeah, MTOs, get, I'm working on one of their orders now. Muskie Tackle Online, that's another person that you can get. Yeah. Just the, and it's just the four and a half, right? Yeah, four, uh, and, and the little crime boss. There you go. Two models. From- he, yeah, just a couple standard colors. He doesn't carry a lot of stuff, you know. But nice. So if anyone's out there looking for a nice trolling bait, check out Boss Shed and, uh, you know, tell them that you heard on the podcast. It's nice to get some feedback on this. And mm-hmm. uh, Fat Easy Musky products, you can find it at com on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the baits are available also from Musky Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors, GT Rod and Reel. Um, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com is the website. You can also find them on Facebook, and they share the same Instagram account as the AZ. So take a look there. St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Looking for a fishing pole, fishing pole, fishing rod, whatever you want to call it. Um, St. Croix probably has it. And I'm going to leave a little teaser. I wanted to hit it, but it just didn't fit in. We have another Mitch story, and uh, it just didn't fit in on this podcast. So... Anybody thought that Mitch is gone? 
well, you're wrong. But it's not what you think. It was a shocker. Yeah. So, other than that, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.